Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style. So we took a little hiatus for a week, and now we're back, and we're back strong. In episode 16, I interview my buddy Jason of Reminisce Vintage. Jason's out of Texas, and he's been doing this a long time. We talk about how he got started in the vintage industry. We talk about the vintage road show he took with his buddies last year to Rose Bowl, ThriftCon Denver, and ThriftCon Miami. And I ask him and get his opinion on a $6,000 Aladdin t-shirt that sold on the virtual flea Sunday night. So grab your drinks, sit back, and enjoy episode number 16 with my buddy Jason of Reminisce Vintage. Under the rain songs Jason of Reminisce Vintage. We've gone back to the kind of the Zoom. Jason is located in what, Texas? What area of Texas? I'm in Texas, South Texas, right by the border. Uh, McAllen, Texas, man. Yes, super, sir. Su super hot down there, right? Super hot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, man, listen, I just to tell you, we talked a little bit before we started this, but you, I mean, your pages has been one of, one of the best pages for me, at least, because you capture so much of, I think, my style. You, you you know, put things together with with music and visual. And one of the cool things that you do that, um, let me make sure it's, yeah, we're recording. Um, one of the things that you, one of the things that you do, man, that I think is awesome is you really break it up. And it's not just t-shirts or clothes. I mean, you, you film, you know, when you go to flea markets, you film, you know, just kind of like, your lifestyle, your 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 food. Are, clearly, you're a good cook, right? I can't cook, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I, I tell you, I, I love I love that that aspect of your page. Um, you know, I guess I'm kind of some. You know, being a little bit older, I get kind of bored with just the the same old T-shirts over and over and over. So, I really gravitate to stuff that kind of tells more of a story, especially pages that tell more of a story. And yours is yours is dead on, man. So. Uh, thank you, uh, like I said, for doing the podcast. It's it's man, it's it's uh it's great. I've been wanting to have you on ever since you you're one of the first people I thought of. You know when I when I started the podcast, I was like you know I made a list of people I wanted to reach out to, and you were high on that list, especially once I got through the Kentucky Boys. And nice. um, so I appreciate you doing I, this. I appreciate you recognizing that, bro. Like I mean, I feel like you know. I just appreciate that. I like to mix all of that, bro. Like I'm the same way. I get bored with just seeing like teas and like, you know, which is, you know, it's awesome. I love seeing all that rare stuff and, you know, people are getting creative, which is another thing, which I like that too. You know, like if I can at least do that and help somebody like switch up, maybe want to switch up their pictures, you know, one time or here and there, you know, I think it's, I think it's dope. So uh, shout out everybody like trying to not just make it boring, you know, about just a shirt, you know, it is, it is, it is sick. And that's, that's bread and butter, but, um, I think yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's kind of what, and some people just want the t-shirt. You know, the t-shirt kind of a strong, a good vintage t-shirt really stands on its own a lot of times. But I think it's cool, man, to put something with it, like tell tell a story. And I've been doing that with a lot of my posts recently. Yeah. Just you know, I've been a little bit more selective on on staging and what I'm posting. But you know, I put a lot of different stuff in my story. But I usually try to put something behind it on either something from a nostalgia standpoint, something I remember as a kid, 
something that kind of tells a story to why I'm posting it. And it's amazing. The, the response has been a lot, a lot better than just, you know, posting a shirt with no caption. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so talk a little bit about, um, talk a little bit about how you got started in the vintage industry. Kind of talk a little bit about that. Talk about maybe your style a little bit and talk about, um, how you came up with the name Reminisce Vintage. Yes, sir. Um, so man, I, honestly, it all started back when I was a kid. Um, every Saturday and Sunday, um, we, I would ride out with my grandpa. I was my grandpa's sidekick, man. So Saturday mornings, actually, it would start Friday night. Uh, we would get the newspaper and like he would just circle all like in the newspaper ads, like, all right, boom, he circles the ones that he might want to go to. Um, and he would basically do like a little route. He was like, all right, well, we'll just do this route. And man, I was doing it for so long, like just going, he'd give me like 10 bucks. He was like, all right, man, don't spend it all at one shop, bro, or one spot. So, I mean, he hooked, he hooked me up with that, like, just like, all right, let's spread it out. Or, you know, like, shit, you might as well get it all or whatever that, whatever the case was, he would always like, give me 20 bucks. Here's 10 bucks. Here's five bucks. And like, you know, we would hit them all up and man, he really wasn't even doing it to make money. He was just doing it to find good deals. Like he would go for all like the, um, you know, like day-to-day -day work stuff, lawnmowers and stuff like that and just get crazy deals. Always bringing some crazy home, like, all right, shit, we'll come back and we'll bring a trailer for it or whatever. But that's really where it started off, man. And, you know, going to the flea markets on the Sunday morning, like going every weekend, like basically go to church in the morning, go to the flea market, you know? So um, that was one thing that just kept me going. And like, it really didn't start to like hit me that I can make money off of it until I moved to Denver and actually uh, went to the bins. They were close to my, uh, to my house. So man, I'd go to the bins and at the time I would ride my bike and shit, I'd have to get an Uber to come home cause I had so much shit. Uh, so um, yeah, man, that's really where it's kicked off. I guess that was about four years ago up in Denver and um, I found these sick ass bookends that were uh, marble with like a dope, it was the artist was J.B. Hirsch and like he's a sculptor type deal. And man, I just said, these probably will make some money. So I found them. Uh, like started my eBay account and I put 500 bucks. I sold them for like 400 shipped, you know, like that was my okay. first ever eBay sale. And I was like, oh shit, okay. So kind of played with it a little bit and then really didn't go hard on the eBay and just kept digging and kept finding cool knickknacks. Uh, Cause I do love like knickknacks. I love toys. I like, man, I do like everything, bro. So I was going for a lot more hardware stuff, like cool VHS and just stuff other than t-shirts. And then this cat came up to me and he was like, bro, like you're here a lot. Like, do you, do you do this full time? I was like, man, I just, I, I not really, I bartend, I serve and like, this is fun. And uh, he started teaching me about stuff. So like single stitch and started kind of schooling me on stuff and what I could get off shirts. And man, from there, it just pretty much locked off. It popped off. It was, it was sick and I enjoyed it. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Hey, tell me this. So going with your grandfather to the, to the flea markets, did that probably kind of, you know, got you ready negotiations, you know, watching yep. negotiate and, you know, talk and, 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 and bargain with a lot of these people. I mean, just seeing that and hearing what that sounds like probably got you really prepared for kind of what you do now. Uh, without even knowing <laughs> yeah yeah Great. especially when you're buying you know yep. i know that for me it's it's you know i'm kind of the way i grew up in that type of 
um, atmosphere. My mom was more of a collector and a hoarder, and my dad was more of a business type mindset. So he was all about selling this or selling that. But you know, the crazy part is he owned three cars his ent my entire life, his entire life. And wow. so you know, he he would buy something for cheap, and he would do, you know run it into the ground, and that's how he so. I'm kind of I'm kind of geared that way from a mindset of wanting to get something for a really good price, right? And I don't then I keep stuff forever. So if you could see my it's office right now, you're talking about knickknacks and collect collecting. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. I that's the hardest thing for me is I find stuff that I because I usually try to buy to my tastes, right? Um, you know, rather than, than than you know follow trends and things like that. Obviously, I'm not passing on stuff that's going for for good money, but I usually buy to my to my taste, and that unfortunately is kind of a curse and a blessing because I end up keeping a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, talk a little bit about about that uh, aspect of it. So, would you say you're a collector first, or are you a, a reseller? I'm, I would say I'm a I'm a reseller, bro. Like, granted, you know, I do love finding it, and I love all of it. But at this point, like, man, I'll sell a shirt, bro. Like. I don't know, like, I know there's some people that just, like, have a full, full emotional to it, but, like, man, I just feel that I'm out there in the trenches so much, and I've built so many, like, relationships, like, I feel like I will find it again type deal. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, man, like, especially if, like, uh, I do a lot, I try to do wholesale, a lot of wholesale orders, and, like, people that come now that I live in Dallas, I mean, in Texas, uh, South Texas, like, there's been a lot more, like, wholesale people coming through, and, like, man, they get me and I'll release some shirts that I really didn't plan on it. And it just kind of shows like, man, like I know that if I can build that relationship to somebody that wants a shirt and they're going to buy it and then they're going to make their money and they're going to come back and, and it's just so much close out, bro. Like it's going to come back around, man. Granted, you know, I do, I, there's some teas that I won't sell. Um, I have a couple that are like just pretty sentimental on that because of, you know, it was more or less on the buyer, like something happened to them after like, well, shit they're gone. Like, I don't want to sell this shirt. They hooked me up at a deal type deal. So I do have some shirts like that, that do hold a meeting because, you know, they were cool people. And, you know, I just don't feel like I don't want to get rid of that, you know? So yeah. granted, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about moving that shit. And I'm a big believer of like, man, if I sell a really good shirt, like, or if I give somebody a good shirt at a good deal, like I'm going to find something sick the next week or the next day that's going to like, you know, it's going to be even better than that, to be honest. Like, and it's happened so many times where I'm like, man, I don't want to sell it, but you know what, let's do it. And sure enough, like I find something sick the next day or, or a couple of days after or whatever. So, um, I'm kind of the same way too, man. I, I buy stuff and I'll wear it. And then, then I find, I find better things or I find stuff that I like more. And then I, Mm -hmm. Kind of make a, a a sale pile. Like I'm ready to get rid of this. I'm ready to let go of this. And then there's a few things that I won't. I just don't budge on. Like I've, you know, as a kid growing up, I had. It's crazy because you know I, I'm like I said I'm a little bit older than a lot of people in this industry. Hey, don't don't get don't let don't let me fool you. I got a little gray gray right there. Bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just got 38, so I'm up there too. I grow, I grow my beard out, man, but it started to look really gray. So I, I, I try to keep it short. But, uh, but, you know, growing up in the 90s, you know, in the 80s and 90s, I had a lot of these T-shirts. My parents had a lot of these T-shirts. So, you know, for me, the it's kind of crazy. It's like I, a lot of the Nirvana tees and the Beastie Boys and the Pearl yeah. Jam 
And a lot of those T-shirts growing up as a kid, I had. And then, and you know, it's hard you, when you're when you're going when you're going when you go off to college and you're just partying and having a good time, or you know, yes. you're out and having a good time. Those T-shirts seem to just disappear. So over the years, I've lost a lot of those T-shirts, and so I've made it. I've kind of made it my mission to, to gradually get some of the ones that I yeah. buy. So those are the ones that I'm 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 getting and I won't let go of. That's but, but you know, and then there's some that you know that have me like you sold me a shirt, man. Uh, that tattoo shirt. Oh, that tattoo one was fire! It's fire. Oh my gosh, man! I, I've gotten so many people ask me about that shirt, and yeah. and um, for me, you know, I, I like it because I like I collect you know tattoo shop shirts. So bro, there's a lot some of, I've a lot of older ones. Yeah. yeah, and so that one, that one is that one. I, I just absolutely love. I never you really liked it. What's that? You have any tattoos? Oh yeah, I'm covered here. Oh sick. Yeah, in my chest and and all that. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's dope. So I mean, I I kind of grew up. My uncle kind of got me into a lot of that. But you know, to give you a little background, um, you know, I used to I used to go to a lot of, a lot of rockabilly shows, a lot of you know car shows and things like that. And so I was in that scene pretty hard for a while until I I, I didn't I got rid of my car. I didn't get rid of it. it actually caught on fire kind of a crazy story but, but uh so i didn't i didn't repurchase another car and i kind of just you know took a step back i've got two little uh, i got two kids teenage kids now but yeah I didn't, you know so i, I just kind of backed off of that a little bit but i've always you know gravitated towards like the more unique shirts like the cool thing about the shirt that you sold me and who knows they could have made a thousand plus of those i don't know but the, but the cool thing is, is most of those local tattoo shops, they printed up a couple of those shirts and sold them. And right. there's only a few out in circulation, you know, out there. Yeah, no and doubt. Yeah, I, I like that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that I really gravitate to. You post a lot of cool shirts. Um, you posted one the other day, that Muse shirt. Um, oh, the Muse one, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, those men, you don't see that stuff. You don't see those. And, and so those kind of, those when I get a hold of something like that, I really, I usually don't let yeah. go. So yeah, I'm not, guys, selling, I'm not selling. I think that's one right there. Yeah, the one that's shredded to pieces. Oh, yeah. I ain't selling that one, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was just, it's too cool, bro. Yeah. I had so many, I always have so many people hit me on like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I yeah. usually sell yeah. shit, but, you know, that one's just too good. <laughs> and that's, yeah. the, man, I mean, because you're, the odds of you, like you said, the odds of you finding another Grateful Dead shirt or, or you know, coming up on another, you know, uh, T-shirt, you know, from the 90s yeah. that, you, that you like, because they did make a lot of them, that one you're not going to find. That one's going to be a little bit harder to find, and especially in the condition that you want it in. So exactly. that's pretty cool. So we were talking a little bit earlier, man. I got to ask you, I want to ask you about your Bone Thugs and Harmony T-shirt, because I love oh, that. Yeah. And uh, so you told a cool story behind that. So tell that story for so everybody. On this little guy here is uh, mom. She worked at uh, basically like an arena stadium uh, where the UT Longhorns play basketball. They had all their shows and all that. And she worked, uh, she's pretty high up there. So we basically got the hookup on any shows we wanted to go to. And it was a summer jam. Uh, it was in 96, 97. And my mom got me and my cousin a ticket, some tickets to go check it out. So it was just, uh, it was super sick. It was like one of my first concerts as like a teenager. Yeah, I'd gone to some other ones when I was smaller, but 
this was like a first like just like yeah it's about to go down and i love bone thugs and harmony uh which i was singing all that stuff back in the day did not even know what buddha lovers were i didn't know a lot of this stuff they were talking about and i was just like singing that shit like it was my heart and like sure enough fuck i like weed now but anyways bro uh yeah so man got the shirt uh we were sitting like 10th row right as the show was about to end uh lazy bone came up took his bracelet off he threw it into the crowd basically threw it right at me touched my hands and everything and slipped and the girl behind me got it she got to go backstage and meet him but man um it's just crazy that i still have the shirt and uh like i was telling you i was at the bins digging and i met this guy there he had seen me a couple times and he asked me if i was like a reseller and i was like yeah not really and he was like started schooling me on tees and stuff and told me about single stitch t-shirts so it was like when i went home that night uh went in my closet i knew i had the shirt and it was older and sure enough i saw that single stitch i was like oh man i got a single stitch shirt bro yeah uh, so it was just it was just crazy how it was a full circle and it was I'm just super thankful that I had this shirt around. Like that's another thing. I, I really don't even remember I don't even know how it stayed around so long. Like college, I went to multiple colleges, like, you know, moved uh I moved a lot. So it's just it's just sick that I still have it, man. So this bad boy ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I had a cool background. It's super simple. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. It, and see, that's the thing, too, man. I mean, of course you're not going to let that go because it has meaning. It yeah. Has a story behind it. And uh, you definitely don't, not going to let go of that piece. Not, man. So, uh, uh, what, so Bone Thugs was your first first concert? No, I w my first concert was actually, it was like the Chicago and Beach Boys. It was like a, I okay. got to see both. Those were my first concerts. I was pretty young, bro. I was like, I want to say my mom said I was like, I don't even know. Pretty young, but those were the first ones. Uh, and I just remember I liked the Beach Boys. That was my shit. Beach yes. Boys. Yeah, that was my I, stuff. I still love the Beach I still love the Beach <laughs> So, yeah, that was the first show. Um, man, I, I have, I remember, like, it's crazy as I was young, but I remember, like, standing on the seat so I could, like, be high and, like, you know, kind of get a better look uh, at, at, the, at the show. So, man, that was a, uh, that was a, uh, that was a memorable show. I don't remember much other than standing on top of the seat trying to get a good view. So that was always, that was sick. Sorry about that, guys. We had some technical difficulties on my end. Uh, but listen, Jason was talking about the your first concert with the Beach Boys. Yeah, first concert was the, was the Beach Boys. Um, Irwin Center, super dope little arena. Um, Got to see a lot of great shows in and out of that place. Uh, shout out moms um, for working that part-time job that she just ended up being like, you know, they loved her and they hooked her up with like a great position. Um, also want to shout out moms again one more time because she also worked part-time up at the uh, Champion Outlet Store back in the 90s. And man, that was, uh, it's super sick, especially with the book that just dropped. Like, bro, I got to have a couple pieces in there um it was just super dope because like man i was raised up getting dropped off right when my mom was getting out of work and i got to run around the shop and just see all the sick jerseys and all the misprints and all the blanks and it was a sick it was a good time it was good times man i can only imagine what, year, crazy, what year was that what year was that 
Bro, it's probably like, I'm guessing like 93, 94, 96, like, because I remember like particularly right by the left of the registers was uh, all the blanks. Like, it, dude, there was just so many blanks and so many that just had like the number on the front and nothing on the back. And like, I would, I had so many jerseys, bro. Like, and then just going, and then I remember just looking through them and just, whoa, whoa, I know this player, or like you know, just misprints with different numbers for different players that weren't that number. And like, um, it was crazy. Cause I remember at one point there was like a bunch of Dallas Mavericks ones. I was like, cause I remember, oh, I wish these were Spurs colors, but it was like a big ass long rack full of the Dallas Mavericks from all sizes. And they were all blanks and they were literally selling for like five bucks, like uh. $4.99, $4.99. Like, cause I remember like I had got another Jersey. I had got like a, I forgot who it was. I had got a random jersey, but the regular good jersey that was just a little, maybe a little off. I don't remember. I remember it being a regular jersey as a kid. Um, I got that for like 10 bucks. It was nine ninety nine. You know, like these champion jerseys are, you know, they're hype, bro. They've never gone out of style, bro. No, man. They're huge. And they're, they're, they're you know, they get, they're back. They're huge now. I mean, they were huge in the 90s. I remember growing up, I was, a, I have my champion jerseys from when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. And my son wears them now, so that's, that's kind of cool. yeah. So that's, that's great. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Mavericks, man. I always love the Mavericks because I'm a Kentucky fan, and they got Jamal Mashburn. And, Jamal Mashburn. And uh, so I was, I was a huge Mavericks fan when he went to the Mavericks. I love yeah. that old school Mavericks logo and all that. Yeah. I've, I've looked really hard, man. I've been trying to find some Mavericks shorts. Um, yeah, shorts are hard. People want shorts, but like, yeah, they're those 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 champion ones. Those don't come out very much often, bro. Um, you do find like the funky, like you know, '80s '90s shorts or swim trunks mostly. Yeah. Like those are the ones that go pretty fast, you know. And a lot of people cut that damn uh, underwear out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just just shorts, bro. That's that's. I just, the... I just I just go with it. I I keep the liner in. I just roll with it. <laughs> You know, so um, talking about first concerts, as embarrassing as this is, my first concert was Millie Vanilli. Ooh. And, and guess who opened up for Millie Vanilli? Damn. Young, young MC. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. Dope. I mean, clearly I, I became a bigger Young MC fan than I did a Millie Vanilli fan at the time. Right. You know, I, especially Millie Vanilli was hard, bro, until they, you know, they were like fakes and shit, but <laughs> yeah. damn. They they got us, bro. Yeah, yeah, but that that's a but the Beach Boys, man. I always wanted to do the Beach Boys concert. Their outdoor bro, concerts yeah. at the at the uh, at the uh, baseball stadiums. Okay, mostly those yep. were like crazy, man. Like people partying everywhere with the beach balls. It's kind of it kind of had that Jimmy Buffett feel. I don't know if you oh, ever, yeah. I don't know if you ever been to a Buffett concert, but. Man, I think I worked uh, like one that was like a, it was like a cover. It was or something like that. I don't think it was Jimmy Buffett, but yeah, it was a lot of partying going on. That's for sure. <laughs> where, where did you did you work at an outdoor? Uh, I did. I worked at a Whitewater Amphitheater. Uh, it's just like right down, like I mean, Central Texas. That's where I'm I'm born and raised at. Um, it's one of the best places in Texas, man. They got tons of rivers, tons of like you can go to Austin. You can go up to the, you know, Fredericksburg. There's all these small little dope little towns, bro. And I worked at, uh, yeah, Whitewater Amphitheater, man. And uh, believe it or not, man, people would come through. They'd, like, you know, there was just tons of shows I did there. And it was good times, man. 
Uh, people I've float all been, day and I've then party. I've never been to Austin. I'd love to go to Austin. Man, it's worth it. Yeah, very worth it. It's on my bucket list. The the thing, the hard part is it's on my wife's bucket list because she's never been. Oh, so nice. We both we both kind of made a pact with each other that yeah we're going together. That, you together. Know, she's been invited by her friends. I've been invited by my friends. But yeah, we want to try to go together and experience that together. We like a lot of live music and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I would I would really. I mean, as much touristy as it is or whatever, once it does get cracking. South by Southwest, man, that's a great one. Um, just because you never know who's going to be playing at what bar, man. Like, um, man, it, you would go into a random metal bar, like a bar that's always metal, and it would be like an opera or something weird. And then, like, I remember for this dude, I met Aloe Black, bro. Like, I went to this bar that's usually known for like trippy, like EDM and all that stuff. And, like, you know, I was having fun. I was on that other planet, bro. So I was like, yeah. I was at another venue and I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to hit up a couple other spots. I'm going to go vibe out over here. And it was during South by Southwest and there was a huge line, but my homie worked there at the, in the line. He was like, Oh, what up moon? Come up, bro. So he let me go through and it was Aloe Black, bro. And like this other sick ass DJ from New York and bro. And like, I was up to the on the side of the stage. I was smoking and like, just kind of vibing, didn't even care, bro. And like talking to this guy. And then like two seconds later, he goes up stage and then like, it's fucking aloe black bro i was like what the hell and it was just crazy bro it was just like yeah. it was that's not that's what that's the kind of vibe that you'll get over there you just never know what's going to be popping off and it was sick because like artists were just they wanted to be people too and go see all this new music and like yeah it was I, just crazy I, i've known a few people that have gone to south by southwest and i said the same thing i mean you'll be you'll be in a random bar and you'll just be having a conversation with someone and next thing you know it's you know somebody like an artist or yeah some you know millionaire tech type guy that you had no idea that you were talking with that's true which, man which makes it which makes it really cool well let's talk about i've never been to south by southwest but i love i love festivals that tie kind of everything together like that yeah. talk a little bit about i noticed on your instagram page you and a lot of your buddies um a lot of other instagram resellers you all hit a lot of the shows up. Um, the uh, what's the what's the one in Dallas there? The, the oh, the DFW. Uh, yep, that's the DFW Vintage Swap Meet. Uh, that's the new. That one's actually happening in two weeks. So not this weekend. Next weekend, we are going to be going out there. I know they're taking a bunch of precautions, just the way um, you know ThriftCon is doing the same thing. Which uh, depending how Dallas turns out, we might be just getting a van and just heading up ThriftCon as well, man. Like. It's 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 popping like and you know everybody wants the stuff and like for a lot of people they can't shop you know some of their stores are still closed or whatnot so this allows you know people to get out and they're ready to spend some money and I'm ready to help people make some money too you know and like like I said man it it's a really good time to meet other vendors obviously um, but that was one of our biggest things like last year we we could honestly probably say we were like the traveling vintage show because we we went did the thrift cons we did melrose we did like rose bowl we did uh we did the dallas road trip then we did uh how did it go we went to dallas to austin did a pop-up in austin then we did a houston and then we went back to denver and then the last one we did was like the dfw to miami we actually did miami thrift con bro and like that pays off like 
you wouldn't believe because you go out to these places, you actually get to meet people. They like your gear they, or whether you hook them up, they, they catch a vibe and like, they might not buy something from you that, that, at, at, that, that thrift con at that data faded or whatever the, the DFW swap me like, but man, they follow you week later, two weeks later. Like I can guarantee you, man, we make like 10 plus sales, like the week after the pop-up, you know, from going to this place and like that's the really cool thing about it is like you get to network then you get to see them posted on instagram and then it's just like a it's just a dope like how it just how it goes like it's all about meeting the people and i think that's that plays a big part you know and i feel like we probably could even kill it more if we were on more which we're working on that too you know what i'm saying because we like to make it about the product we don't want to be this and that but i feel that yeah putting your face out there and like you know it, it definitely helps your brand, brand and you know you're as long as you're a good person you sell people stuff and you're not shipping your hats in flat envelopes you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know all that stuff if, if you're a good reseller people are going to come back to you and you know i think that's a great thing like if you're new like try to get into those pop-ups like interact with people and and do that kind of stuff to really build your brand out because you know they might it might not pay off at that thrift con or at that at that event but you know now they're following now they're you're on their radar and they're, they're more willing to buy something from you in the, in, in the future. And, and that's what it's about, you know? So people can come back to me and I've even had people that I've met in Miami that they're like, they, they hit me up. They're just like, yo, what you got in small or what you got medium? And I'm like, all right, let me see what I got. And like, all right, how much that, you know? And they just want to buy something like just off the vibe. And I, I really appreciate that. And like I said, man, that's, I think that's, um, it's pretty big, pretty big these days, especially with, uh, you know, everything shut down man you gotta you gotta be who you are and you, you gotta put it on live streams like this unfortunately yeah. for some people like it some don't you know and like you know it's i think it definitely will help you uh yeah. to network and to get out there i agree completely i mean i'm i have to say dude i'm extremely envious of you because you know having some having buddies that you can you know you can go to these shows with and like you said like a traveling road show yeah that's like that's my dream, man. If I could plan a week vacation, you know, minus obviously I want to bring, I'd like, it'd be cool to bring my kids and my wife, but yeah, you know, just going with your boys and, and sourcing along the way and then getting, to right. the top, you know, kicking back, having a good time. Um, you know, you said something, it's not really, that's the cool thing about this. And I think for me, at least it's not always about selling a ton of stuff. It's about networking and building those relationships, yep. and really getting to know, you know, other resellers and, and, and other vendors and, and, you know, learning more about vintage, I think, and, and the industry itself. That pays off dividends, I think. It does, man. Especially if you're co fully committed to this. You know, I know there's a lot of people out, resellers out there that are younger college kids and stuff like that. And, you know, they're just doing it to, to, to scrap up some beer money here and there, which good for them you know i love yeah for sure but when it's someone like yourself this is your, your this is your livelihood you know this is your yeah kind of your bread and butter you know being able to invest in that and and grow that family and grow that that network is is huge um you know for i got sure. a question for you so one of the things i've never been to any and, and one of my goals i obviously obviously after a lot of the covid stuff's over you know, I'd like to get a bunch of us together and hit a couple. I've known a couple people that have gone to the ThriftCon there in Colorado. It's great. Denver. And uh, so I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to do that kind of that, 
that uh, a couple of those. The idea for me is I'd like to take a podcast on the road to these places. And, oh yeah, uh, and, and and network and hook up with with people like yourself and do an in person podcast or for know, sure even do somewhat you know we'll kind of keep this between us so nobody yeah so but that's no, a great idea I'm, I'm kind of joking but but you know maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe do a behind the scenes documentary man uh, yeah like that would be good like a short documentary type thing um, that really kind of follows some of you guys and and get an idea of what you're looking for and what you're selling and, and for sure things like that. Bro, talk you, honestly, you could probably about that though. Uh, what, what is the, like that's the, the scene there. I mean, is it, is it, is it harder to sell stuff because so many people have a lot of the same stuff or. Where's that here in Texas or. Well, no, just a, a lot of like the thrift con and. and the, oh, it's uh, man. It's people are looking for certain things, man. So like you just never know what people are gonna have, and um, I never see it. I mean, I know there's probably a lot of people that will see it as competition, and I mean, that's part of nature, bro. Like you want to be the best, you want to have that, you know. But you know, there's also like people just like, well, man, those those shop, bro. Like, man, I don't. Even, I'm trying to figure, trying to put it in better perspective, but um. Yeah, I mean, everybody has something that to offer, you know, and like, that's the thing about a lot of these places is like, whether it's like other homies supporting each other, or there's somebody that's coming in from a shop that's out of town, and you know, they just pull up to your booth and you like, you start chit chatting and before you know it, like you put a bundle deal for them together, you know, so the, the idea is to come home with way less stuff, you know, so yeah, um, yeah I mean, and that's kind of what I was to say, but it's that's kind of what I picture in my head too. I mean, you know, you know, seeing meeting people that you you know you follow their page or you you've heard about them. You know, um, we have a lot of local fleas. We do um, we do a lot of pop ups and a lot of local fleas and stuff. And part of the time during the flea is almost like a swap meet. Mm -hmm. An old school swap meet. I mean, we're trading stuff out we're you know helping each other out we're buying stuff we're giving each other deals that's i think that's yeah i think that's the cool component the, the cool part of all this that's you know, the move man that's the move is to be able to like have a couple people go in and like yo let's set up at the flea market like because they, they they i give a shout out dallas for that one because uh there's this place called trader's village and I know it started off with like one or two guys and it's just like, they look like those garages, they pop them open, their stores are in there. And I know for a fact, two guys, uh, shout out Jump Shot Classics and shout out um, Owner to Owner. I know they, uh, they opened up their shops, like their other like brick and mortar spots, like starting off at the flea market. And what it was, was like dudes getting together and having four or five different shops at the flea market. So. I mean, they're really utilizing the flea market because, like, they can bring their customers, and then there's already people that are going for older stuff and whatnot, you know. So, I think that's a movement, man. Like, is multiple sellers in a, in an area where they can all kind of like thrive and like they can all like benefit off each other's customers, man. And it's kind of like the antique malls. Like, I know that's kind of what I had. My, we were gonna do a collab store, like, with like ten other vendors in Denver right before the COVID, man. Like had paid our rent like we were ready to lock and load and then like it had to shut down but at the end of the day man 
there's tons of these antique stores and malls that have like, you know, paintings and like the dope decorations and maybe have one or two booths that have the clothes and that kind of vibe. And I really think that's a money move right now, man. Like that's kind of what I want to do is like essentially get a bigger spot and like have eight, 10 vendors, like, you know, however many vendors we can squeeze in that joint and, you know, three month contracts, let them stay if they want to keep going or rotate or whatever. It's not for them, but essentially places like that for our generation, man, because we don't care so much about like vintage doorknobs and door handles as we do like a vintage belt or whatever, you know? So I think that could definitely like push a lot of people into like, you know, just networking and, and making bread and like getting a lot of people together, you know, like I said, a vintage t-shirt antique mall, bro. Like who wouldn't want to go to that shit? Oh yeah. And that, <laughs> I've got my, that's where I've got my, my shop is in a, in a spot like that. So it's, yep. a, it's a local spot downtown here and it's, you know, it, it sells de vintage decor, vintage furniture, a lot of mid-century modern stuff. And then yeah, I love those. Those are, dude, you can find some great pieces in those stores, bro. Yeah. Like, well, the but, cool thing is it opens up a whole new world. So you have people that are really into the MCM stuff and a lot of the decor and things like that. Yeah. And they come in shopping for that. And then they go back and then they see a piece of, you know, a t-shirt that they had as a kid or whatever. And yeah. you know, so it kind of opens up a whole new world for, for a lot of those people and vice versa. I mean, I sell a lot of, I think you do some estate sales things like you do decor and, and, and I know oh, yeah. a lot of prints and stuff like that. Yep. And um, I do that as well. You know, I resell a lot of that stuff. I like yep. kind of the unique eclectic stuff. Um, and um, so I do that as well down there, but it's cool. Cause it really, like I said, it opens up a whole new world for a lot of these people that normally, you know, they wouldn't know about, they wouldn't be fully interested in vintage clothing Yeah. vice versa. Exactly. So yeah, I've, I've actually had my stuff in a shop before and it did pretty well. I didn't, at that time I did mostly like, I had, I do wire, wire wrap stuff, you know, just handmade jewelry and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. That's a dope shop too. And you're down there in uh, say, Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. So, so let me throw an idea out to you really quick. What do you think okay. about this? So, you know, he talked about shipping stuff in bulk. So what if, what if you had a, so what if you had a shop, let's say you have a shop in, in Austin, uh, right. which real estate, I can't even imagine rent there would probably be insane, yeah. but let's just say you had a shop there, you, you kind of, you you had your business model, which you're talking about, which right. different sell resellers in there. Right. So let's say, you know, you had yourself and, and, you know, a, a couple more and a booth was, I don't know, a hundred bucks a month. Right. How cool how cool would it be to be able to reach out to someone like yourself or vice versa, me here in Kentucky and say, Hey man, I'm shipping a box full of inventory down. I want to rent a booth. I want to rent a space for a hundred bucks. You obviously it's already tagged, it's already priced. All you have to do right. is hangers, everything. All you have to do is hang yep. it on the rack and you know, put a display up. I think when you start talking about being able to do that in multiple yep. areas and multiple yep. locations you really start to think about, okay, this could become huge because, you know, online is big, eBay is big, but I just feel like you have so many eyes on it. Sometimes it gets lost and there's so many, so much competition that it yeah. gets lost a lot of times. Whereas if you centralized, you know, 50 crazy t-shirts or 50 crazy vintage pieces in a small, in a smaller town or not, not obviously Austin's not small, but, in a right. 
visualize location where the Definitely. demand was there. I mean, I think you could have an, an unbelievable business model when you start thinking about it from that perspective. For sure. But um, so talk a little bit. Let's 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 switch topics here. We got we'll, we'll cover quite a few things, but um, let's talk about the market because you mentioned when we got first got on here about the t-shirt that sold last night. So oh yeah, Aladdin t-shirt that sold for six grand. Six grand. That just blows my somebody mind. Somebody it was it's somebody it's it's wild, and then somebody immediately I like I don't know I just by habit. You know, you see something like that, or you might be chilling. You you see something that, not even necessarily that sells for a lot, or it might sell for a lot. Then you want to tag it. You know, start looking for it. Well, let me see what it is. And sure enough, I found one on uh, eBay. It was like another Aladdin T-shirt. In the in the story, it was like uh, in the description, it was like one just sold for six hundred six k. So That's you know, crazy. blah blah blah. And it's it's incredible, man. And I think what really is. It's a, it's because like I mean people can talk all the shit they want until they have that shirt and they have that shirt and you're gonna want to make something relatively close to that you know like hell somebody would take 5k but you know at the other at the other end of the spectrum like I really think like because of quarantine and because there's the, the live you know auctioning and live bidding you're actually able to see the buyers out there so like you're actually out there to, you can really see that people are throwing money around because like what ends up happening is like bro five people were bidding on that or whatever and like only at the end of the day only one person is going to get that but if that goes for six like you know you have all these other four people that they're potential buyers bro and like as a reseller i don't i love to see that because we want to see buyers you know and like yeah. we really don't get to see buyers as much you don't get to see them on ebay you, you know like it's just somebody boom and you like might click on their profile and see if they're reselling or or see whatever you know you might do that kind of research but it's really you really don't get to see what these people are and see that there are buyers out there you know and like man it's i, I give mad props to the people with the the big accounts that are able to to demand that bro and like i'm gonna be real like i sell to all these guys that are able to get these and like damn i wish i could have got you know that kind of response when i get shirts or whatever but at the end of the day, man, you just got to keep hustling. You can't be worrying what other people are doing and what they're getting, man. Like, you know, and that's just kind of the name of the game, man. Like, it's real easy to, like, get jealous or, you know, it's, like, kind of easy to be, like, fuck, you know. But longevity, out hustling, out digging, like, yeah. out working, it's still going to pay off, bro. Like, it pays off. Like, I don't get these buyers by, like, not posting shit or not putting the work out, you know. So, like it, it, at that at that point, you know, they did put the work to get there, and like you know, it sets a standard. It helps all of us out, you know. But yeah. it blows my mind, bro. <laughs> no, I I can't. I and let me just say this, dude. I see your Instagram stories. You hustle like no other. You're at the fleas a lot. You're all over the place. We'll talk a little yeah. bit more about sourcing here in a second, if you're cool with that. But Always, the the thing for me, man, it was. I mean, I I'm I'm kind of wired the same way that you are. I think I wasn't jealous. I was super pumped. But at the yeah. same time, I was in my mind. I was thinking, I I can't imagine. Like there are very few things I would spend six grand on. Exactly. And so for me, it's just like. It opened up my eyes because I've always viewed what we kind of, and this might sound kind of cheesy, but I've always viewed a lot of sh some of the shirts and stuff. I've always viewed originals as art. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they made a ton of certain t-shirts and things like that. Right. Circulation. 
but the odds of some of them still being around are kind of, it's kind of crazy because so many people just ditched them or turned them into rags or whatever it might be. Yeah. You know? So some of those I think that are a little more rare really kind of, I, you know, you view them as art, you know, and for me being a little bit older, the Aladdin tea doesn't really jump off to me as, as, no. that, as that, but to someone younger, it definitely does. I mean, it sparks a whole new, you know, sure. it sparks a whole new world. Yeah, a whole new world. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, <laughs> and so I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is kind of unreal. And then I started thinking about it and I, I looked the guy up or girl, whoever it was. So oh, the shirt check? The shirt check? Yeah. So I looked them up and I'm like, dude, they're, they have like 100 so followers. Three pictures of like, pictures or, blank, like, like, like blurry pictures or whatever. Yeah. I was like, man, I don't even know this. This, they might have just got, you know, Heat Broker might have just, he might have just got had on this one. I don't, who knows? And, and I started thinking about, it. of course, then I see Thrift Lord and I see everybody, you know, posting, they're trying to, posting, yeah, story they're building that person up. This guy's legit. This guy's real. So I was like, okay, cool. So I, so the funny story here. So I hit him up, uh, I messaged him, and I just said, hey, man, you put the, the thrift world on, on their head today, man. This is crazy. Right. Anyway, nobody knows who you are. A lot of people say you don't exist. I'd love to have you. We could blur your face out. I'd love to have you on the podcast when you're ready to come out. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Up. And hey, uh, give him the deep voice. Uh, well, I believe that when I was thrifty. I said, the funny part is he hit me back. Nice. He said, hey man, thanks. You know, I appreciate this. Blah blah blah. And um, he's like, "Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna kind of come out, you know, the next couple of weeks, but I, I may, I may, you know, push pause on that a little bit or whatever because of all this craziness." And uh, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I don't blame you." And but the funny thing is, is like, it, it's a real, it's a real. I mean, clearly, it could be anybody sending me that message, but. Right. But, uh, but I mean, I think it's legit. I think it's real. And there are people out there, you know, I watch a lot of these shows and stuff on TV where people are buying these seven, six, $7 million houses. And I'm like, what the fuck are, what do they do? Right. Do right. So clearly there are people out there with money. Yeah. That, and people that buy $10,000 Cheetos, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for me in my world, it's like, it blows my mind. But in somebody who has enough money to burn a wet mule, they're, they, you know, they're not, that's nothing. Not, that's nothing, nothing, bro. Especially with like how, I mean, this bureau, it's an auction, tons of viewers. It's one of those deals where like, because the market value is this, like, I mean, I, I've seen it, bro. Like those Pink Floyd division belties, like the black ones or like whatever the white ones, like. I've seen those go for like, I, you know, I, to me, it's like a $150 t-shirt. I feel like it's kind of common or whatever, but like in the, in the, in the spirit of auctions, I've seen them go up to four or 500 bucks, you know, it's just like, it's just that, man, I got to have this piece. Oh, somebody, somebody else is trying to outbid me. It's like, you have kind of like a little bit of like ego and like wanting to grab it and, and, and beat these people. So like, that's the hard part about like trusting an auction piece price, you know, it's like, man, you don't know, this motherfucker might have just won the, you know, once got some money and like, it's just, man, he, he wants this piece or whatever, you know, the, it's just hard to trust those as the actual, you know, market prices. That's, that's the thing that's crazy about it, you know? 
Is it hard? Is, that, is it hard for you to pay top dollar for a T-shirt, knowing what we get them for, like what we find? For me, it is, bro. Like I'm not a big, big, big buyer, unless it really is something like yeah, I I, I need or. But even that's kind of far in, in between. Um, I do buy Native American T-shirts as long as they're stupid fire. That's kind of what I collect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, yeah, it's it's hard for me to fork out, bro. I don't know, just because, like you said, I know what you can get for it, or I know that, man, I might find it. You know, what are the odds that I'm not going to find it? Like, um, I'm out there enough. Um, I'm out in the rag houses. You know, I'm going through with thousands of shirts. You know, so like. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's really hard for me to like, you know, just want to spin that bread. And, you know, yeah. a lot of times people that hit me up that I know will pay a lot of money for a tea, like even in that case, bro, like I'll still hook them up. Like, I'm like, well, what are you offering, bro? And they're like 150. I'm like, bro, give me a hundred, you know, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm big into like, you know, hooking people up because I know that I can get hooked up in other ways, you know? So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm more of a, you know, I guess you say I'm not, I might trade too. I might trade. I'm not real big into trading online more than I'd rather just trade in person. You know, I, I don't like to mess with any kind of those. Like, I don't want to get, I don't know, fool me once, you know, shame on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing too. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, I want to hold it in my hand. I want to hold it up. I want to look at it. You know, I like, yeah. I, the, I know a lot of people do the baggy. I don't do the baggy. This is probably as baggy as I get. And this one's, this one's crazy big on me, so I got I roll it up. What a little you bit. rocking there? What's that? Oh, oh, this is a beastie, beastie Boys. Oh, sick! Yeah, it's shredded though, man. Oh, that's even better, bro. I love that. Yeah, yeah, and it's got the dynamite on the back. But yeah, I'm, so I'm a cool. huge Beastie Boys fan, so I I collect Beastie Boys T-shirts. Um, For sure. But uh, so talk a little bit about you mentioned the rag houses, man. I. I've never been. I would absolutely love to go. I mean, they look crazy. I mean, it looks like you just find some crazy stuff in there. Talk to me about that. I mean, are there days that you go up in the rag house and it's just like, like the bins, you don't get anything or? Yeah, uh, man, I grab so much stuff. Like I'm going to find something like that's my mentality, bro. Like um, I'm going to find something. If I'm not finding like a dope vintage tea, then I might find like a good, girl piece that my girl could sell on Poshmark you know we do uh even like or vintage girl stuff like I know a lot of people pass up on vintage girl stuff well you know I grab that stuff bro so like I mean that's just the kind of mentality I have bro like I'm gonna find something you know and like yeah I mean there hasn't been a day where I haven't gone home with not nothing like I mean I could say that I've gone home and like I didn't find like a super crazy piece or whatever but at the end of the day, I might have found, I mean, I still found some stuff that somebody's going to enjoy. Somebody's going to like it. I'm going to make a couple bucks and I'm going to be able to go thrift and use that money from that shirt to find something else. Or, you know, maybe if I do a wholesale buyout, that's kind of feels like that's kind of the move. If you're really going to like strive out here is like, man, you just got to, you just got to sell, you got to sell. So like you sell all these mids essentially, and then yeah, you can buy a better tea. And like, I did that for a couple weeks, man. Like, I sold a bunch of mids, like really good stuff, you know, as the kids would say mids, you know, like I sold a bunch of mids, bro. And then I was able to buy a couple fire ass tees from a homie that, you know, a local homie and I was able to support them. And then, you know, bam, I was able to flip that type deal, you know? 
Um, another cool thing my grandpa always told me too, he's like, man, I'm not in the storage business because he would sell some of the mowers and all that. And like, he'd have a bunch of mowers and like, you know, one of his buddies needed one or whatever. And he was like, shit, just give me, he might've paid 10, 15 bucks for it, fixed it, did the little carburetor, sold it for 50 or whatever. Could have yeah. made a hundred. He was like, man, I'm not in the, uh, I'm not in the storage business, man. So let's get this shit out of here. So that's another mentality I've always kind of had as well. It's like, bro, I'm not as much as I, it looks cool to have stacks of tees and all that. Like I would rather them out of here to find that next cool tee or to, you know, do that next buyout from a homie or whatever. So um, that's kind of the mentality on that. But it, it, the rags are tough, bro. But like, just depending on where you go, um, there's people that are digging for it in the back. You know, there's, there's, you think you're, you, you got, you know, in on one place, but like there's, you know, there's somebody else that's willing to f throw that extra money out there and, you know, they're willing to buy all the other mid stuff or buy, you know, more stuff for them. It's all about the dollars. So if you buy a bunch of stuff, they're going to love you. And, you know, you might get better picks. I don't know, mm -hmm. but like if I'm going through, cause I went to some places and like they had stuff saved for people, like they have people coming in and like, I got lucky a couple places and they were like, well, they haven't came in a month or two. So, you know, we'll let you go through it, but you got to take X amount, bro. And like, honestly, like I've gone to some of these places and I've only got four or five pieces, bro. And they're like, all right, well you can buy this, but like, don't even bother coming, you know? Yeah. So essentially you got to spend that bread and that's, what's going to help you like get better picks and just keep going. Cause like it will eventually come, I guess you could say yeah but but yeah man it, it, it's tough and there's different parts of texas where they have them and there there's it's hard to get ahead of some of these people that have been spending big bread with them for for years essentially you know yeah but with, well with everything within it with whether it's the bins because i know a lot of the bins now they have people that are picking stuff and putting it online i mean people miss stuff we're all humans we miss stuff you know so like i mean they miss stuff and like a lot of times people, they won't flip through the shirts and flip them inside out. You know, I found mm -hmm. some really good tees that were flipped inside out, you know, and they already got looked through people already, you know. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's just doing those little extra things like that to really get your chances up to find stuff. Like, take the time, flip that shirt inside out. Like, a lot of those 80s tees are so thin and so small, bro. Like, and some people, that's the thing, too, even with the bins. I mean, some people aren't even looking for, you know, they're just searching for those, you know, those wrap tea, a lot of wrap teas or, you know, right. whatever it may be. And they're not even really, some exactly. of the time, I think more and more now they're pull, picking up the 80s teas and stuff because they realize, okay, yeah, you know, you know these, are, these are good money. But for a long time, they weren't. You're right, and, man. Uh, one, one of the things, too, um, you know, you mentioned the bins out in Colorado. So I went out to Colorado for, for some, for work. And I was out there and I hit the bins a couple of days, um, in the evenings. And, nice. uh, it was really, it was really interesting because, you know, it's those guys that are, that are there all day, you know, yep. they, they were like, you know, I can't take everything. So they were, right. kind of, a lot of them didn't want the work wear cause it was heavier. Right. Um, yeah. Um, some of them weren't, you know, they were passing out a lot of the workwear. Um, I found stains, a lot of like, you know, stuff that had stains or, like, stains, they didn't know because yeah, they are yeah. too young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you know, a lot, I found a lot of cool, you know, 80s tees, things like that, some 70s stuff. Um, yep. I, I, too, sell a lot of women's stuff. 
Nice. Uh, you know, so I, I I usually get a lot if I if I if it's cool, it's got you know cool print. It's eclectic. It's different. Usually I'll pick right. it up. Um, and um, so I I did really well. So much so that I had to pack two suitcases and ship them nice. home. Happens every time, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I was pretty I was pretty pretty pumped about that. And you know you mentioned something too, uh, Jason, about the mids. I mean, the mids pay. I mean, that's that's what this it's is about, bro. Those sell. Those sell. I I can guarantee those will sell all day. Yeah. You, you know, know like whereas, sports stuff, know. like sport. I mean, like sports stuff is just through and through. It's like, and I, you know, it's funny thing because like I went through a small stage where I was like, all right, bro. Like I know I had a homie that would like, um, he liked the sports stuff, you know, and I would throw him cool stuff, and then like. It was just like, bro, like some of that, that would be the only stuff that the sports pieces that I did have on my eBay or whatever, those were always selling. I was like, man, I was talking shit, but let me, let me take that shit back. And like, yeah, yeah sports tees are great, bro. There, 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 there's something that there's always a connection to it. And yeah, I mean, like. It's the nostalgia aspect, man. Exactly. I mean, for me, it's like, I'm really gravitated to like the Deion Sanders, the Bo Jackson stuff. Growing up as a kid, I just. I think I bought that force hat off of you. That, oh that yeah, was, that you had bleached or whatever, and I bleached it. Yeah. I turned it like almost like uh, I don't have it around, but I bleached it even more. And dude, yeah. I love my wife hates it, but I love that hat. And uh, sick, I, I had that, that hat as a kid. I had that hat as a kid, so That's for me, so it was like I wanted that hat when I saw you post that. Yeah, and I, and I love that. Hat. I posted it a couple times regular, and like people were sleeping on it. So then, you know, it's just that what happens when people sleep on stuff. Like, all right, well, shit, I'm customizing everything. Let me just throw this, you know, whatever. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. That, that was so dope. Yeah, the color I love, came I out love that hat, man. It, it fits perfect. It does. It fits perfect. Hey, nice. so talk about the customization. You, you're customizing a lot of things. So did you do the shorts? I saw you in your story today. You yeah. Have yeah, I just got some shorts. Actually, I am. I my girlfriend's mom does them for me now, bro she it's awesome <laughs> so are you are you making like t-shirts like old t or um so yeah what i'm doing is pretty much grabbing old t-shirts or new reprints with sick graphics and yeah i'm just repurposing it um uh, i made the emmett smith ones um where do i have those at? i don't even know if i have those close yeah i had those shorts bro and like it was just one of those deals where it was like i know exactly what i'm gonna do with this piece right here i'm I'm not going to let it go to waste essentially and um, brought it to life, bro. Like those two pots are sick. The, uh, the Emmett Smith one is super dope. And it's just like, you know, just gives it another twist for these teas, you know, like you're able to like keep it going, you know? Yeah. No, and, I mean, uh, I think it's, it's a great, I mean, I'm, it's one of the other things, you know, two of the things that I, I'm really into, man, I'm, I want to get it back out in circulation. Like I want to price my stuff so people can afford it. And I want people to enjoy it and get it back out there. Right. So, um, so that's one thing. And I noticed your price on your Etsy store and, and stuff, dude, your prices are really, really good. So, so they're not too bad, bro. Like, and even that, like, it, to be honest, like, I mean, we put them higher there than we would actually take, you know, that's another thing about it is like, I encourage people if they want stuff to hit me up and like, and I'll do it cheaper, bro. Like I said, man, like I want to make as much as I can, but at the end of the day, like, it's not about that. It's about like making those sales 
each and every day, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. rather than one big one, like, or one or two big ones here and there, and, and you know, that just doesn't work, bro. Like, I'm trying to move stuff because, um, like I said, that's one of my, like, main cores is, like, yo, sell stuff. You're going to have more money to find more stuff. And, and they're going to come back, to too, bro. You know, the customer's going to come back to you. Yep. You know, Jason, I bought from you a couple times just because I mean, it's been awesome, man. You've sent it to me. You've sent stickers. I mean, just really, it's been cool as shit. And it's almost it. like, you know, you take it to a, a different level. It's almost like buying a house or a car or something. If somebody takes care of you and you feel like they've done you right or, you know, yeah. really followed up with you and, and just put, I guess, put you first and, 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 and your kind of your needs first in that situation, I mean, they're going to come back and buy from you again. I think that's, sure, that's what this is all about for sure. Absolutely, but, man. Uh, I, mean, I love the bride natural salesman bro just talking to people and like i mean it, i've done it forever bro like shout out my moms for like making me super outspoken not out, i'm not say outspoken but like i'm down to make things comfortable and let's talk it out or like let's have fun and that's led me to so many other relationships you know and it, it really helps in this game too you know i used to do traveling sales bro and like man i would sell timeshares to people that didn't need timeshares bro i'm like yo don't buy this timeshare man and sure enough oh we just want to buy it i'm like oh my god i was like all right you know like yeah. so I, that's how i really knew the power of like just being real with people and like you know like just taking care of them the way you would want to be treated and being taken care of because like man it'll 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 pay off so yeah you yeah, know i fair. love i love that i love that man so one of the things that i do with with all my guests is i do a psa i do an old psa public service announcement <laughs> You probably, right. remember, you probably remember the old cartoons like G.I. Joe and, and stuff like that. They always yeah. had a, they always had that PSA at the end. For and, sure. And it's my fault. I should have given you a heads up on this. but That's not good, bro. But, uh, <laughs> what, what would you – if you could give a PSA, and it doesn't have to be to the vintage community, just people in general, man, right now, with everything going on in the world, you know, what would that PSA be? Uh, man – biggest thing is just treat people like the way you want to be treated man like it works for everything and you know try to be as positive as possible man um that's definitely helped me out in a lot of situations um it, it gets you more opportunity than than you would believe you know and just uh man just yeah just just treat people the way you want to be treated man it, it, and it goes for business and it goes for life um and i think if you're able to to maximize on that man you'll, you'll reap the benefits you know what i'm saying um and obviously work hard play hard man like you, you you can't be consumed in this i see i do see a lot of young kids that are like they're in there thrifting they're at the bins and they go home and they go to sleep and then they're back at the bins like bro you got to take some time off to go and like enjoy the enjoy the earth enjoy um you know just getting out bro and not doing the same thing man and that's that's really key is to change it up as much as you can um but still you know you still got to grind hard when you can and, and when it's time to grind, grind hard. But, like, yeah, man, treat yourself. Um, it's always a good reset button for you, too, man. So um, that's my biggest thing, man. Yeah. Well, dude, it shows – definitely shows in what you do. Because, like I said, with your page, I mean, you're, you you know, you've got to give a behind-the-scenes uh, of who you are and what you do and, yeah, you know, all of that. And I think that's that's so refreshing to see because – you know, I'm with you, man. I think, like, I it amazes me some of the stuff people find at bins and places like that. I like to see yeah. that. But at the same time, it would be really cool 
And I think they'd be benefiting themselves if they just show a little bit more of who they are and really kind of what's behind right. what they're doing. And, um, and, and, but you hit the nail on the head, man, treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, it's been kind of my motto my entire life. Yeah. And, man. Um, obviously I, sometimes, you know, you get in the hustle and bustle and, and all of that, you got to remind yourself sometimes of that. But, uh, but man, I love, I love that PSA for sure. So one of the other things that I do, and we'll kind of close it out with this. Okay. You know, I do a heat check. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so, so I'll ask you just kind of a random set of questions and you just come off with who, whatever comes to your mind, you know? <laughs> so we'll start it off with what is your favorite musician or band or rap group or whatever? Like what's your man i would have to say right now my favorite is always gonna be um man shit got me <laughs> i would say i would say right now it's it, it's it's mac miller bro like as as much as i have all these other older influences stuff like that like i really saw him like he's like the first artist that i really saw like come up young as fuck with like the taylor gang and do his shit and then like just to kind of like see him grow as an artist and go through all these things and see his music and like i don't know i just always i always like admired like you know his overall talent you know unfortunately he did go out in a like a horrible way you know which is like you know you don't want that for anybody but man like i i really like i, I really dig his, his his uh his vibe and his sound yeah um that's one thing that was super dope um I do like a lot of live music, man. I, I was in a band. Uh, I've always done some hip hop stuff here and there, but like live music, I love the guitar. So like Santana, old Santana stuff, like I really vibe to all those kind of like bluesy vibes. Um, you know, I, I really like that that kind of that kind of music. Um, just I'm the guitar. For, I'm looking for a crazy Santana team, man. I want a, I want a good Santana. <laughs> they they Back, no, a good nobody one. nobody was big on the Santana tees, and now they're just like the Grateful Dead tees, they're 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 popping. They're, they're crazy. They are, bro. They are coming up, bro. I know. I want that Heaven Smiles one. That one's like one of the best, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Crazy one. The uh, the you know the cool thing I like about I'm a, I'm a big hip hop guy myself, and uh, I some of my buddies mess with me because I'm not fully on board with a lot of the new hip hop. Right. And Facts. Yeah. Things, you know, I love Logic, but but one of the things I loved about um mac miller is you can just feel it man when he when he yeah. writes when he writes lyrics and he puts something out it's like there's there's something behind it there's a feeling behind it whether that's you know you know how he was feeling inside or whatever you yeah. feel that. and it's so much more than just trying to you know a trend or you know this or that and it's just there's a lot behind that and that's what i've always loved about hip-hop is with like your Tribe Called Quest and your De La yeah. Soul and the, even the Beastie Man. Boys. The Beastie Boys get a little off and little little kind of, you know, goofy sometimes. But a lot of those, man, a lot of those older rap groups and stuff, you could really feel it. Yep. Uh, you could you could you could feel it. Like I mean, obviously, you know, one that sticks out most to me and to everybody is Tupac. I mean, right. Tupac, everything that he you know rapped about was his life straight from his heart you know you could really feel that and i think no, Matt yeah. miller definitely definitely had that so yeah i mean i just it, it 
I'll play some stuff and it always comes on. It's just like, it's just like, man, yeah, you, you, you definitely feel his music. Um, and, you know, I was, I'm super grateful. Like, man, I came up off tons of influences. Like when it comes to music, like my stuff is literally everywhere, bro. Like my uncle loves Slayer. So like I was a little skater, Slayer, Metallica, all that, like in sixth, seventh grade. Um, and, you know, I was all about the Hano music too. Selena, I got to see her play a couple of times, um, you know, and then I loved hip hop. And then I just had a bunch of good influences and like was able to like go to all these different shows. Like my first show was Chicago. So like already all these different like genres, like it just gave me that appreciation. And, you know, like just even going to like spacey instrumentals and like all that stuff, man. And yeah. you just got to be open to it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And you're kind of you're kind of like me. I'm all over the place too. I love you know super everywhere. <laughs> um, you know a lot of old you know rock and alternative. Um, yep. All that. So I listen to about everything. So next up, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie, I would say, is Apocalypto. Okay. Apocalypto. I love Native Americans. Um, I know I have some blood. I I mean like. My uncle said Comanche. I really don't have it traced, but that's what a family member said. Um, I just love how they live their life too, man, like off the earth, you know, like yeah. it's just one of those deals where I just love, I love that. And that movie captured like the Mayans and all that stuff. It was just intense. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a good movie. What so, about yeah, that's my favorite like, movie? Favorite about, old movie is La Bamba. That was like the first movie I ever cried on uh whenever Richie died man that yeah. I I cried like a little ass baby which um, I was pretty young so I yeah, did that. too man I I cried on, <laughs> I cried on La Bamba um even though you knew Richie was gonna die you already knew what the story exactly <laughs> but, uh, um but but um my first movie that that as a kid I remember crying on was well it was either E.T. or Karate Kid it was one of those two because they kind of okay. They went, yeah. together, they went together. They were kind of close in time period there. But, but La Bamba definitely got me as well. I love La Bamba. So what's your nice. favorite TV series or, like, TV show series? Uh, man, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with – man, I used to love Martin. Yeah. Yeah, Martin or Living Color because those are those are, those are great, bro. Both. Uh, but I would say Martin. I, I would say Martin. Martin, it, it, it was just, yeah. Just yeah, too funny, bro. Yeah, both both Fox shows. Fox <laughs> in the '90s, Fox had everything good, and uh, they they good were definitely shit, in tune with with what was what was popular. My wife and yeah. I would still watch old Martin clips and old yeah, clips. We just I just love how he always cut up on Pam. He was like, "All right, Angela Bassett Hound," or you know, yeah. he always had something funny to say to her, bro. It was good shit. Martin Lawrence, man, he's a he's a <laughs> he's, a, he's an underrated comedic guy he's I mean he's, he's funny. you know I know yeah. it was good in bad boys but Martin Lawrence made bad boys <laughs> yeah for sure what what about uh so what's your favorite thing to eat uh my favorite thing to eat ooh, right now man I would have to say a nice buffalo chicken sandwich <laughs> okay. I'd say you can get a good one down in south Texas yeah, there's some pretty good ones, man. I've been trying to perfect it and make my own, if you, if you feel me on that, bro. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy I follow on Instagram. Uh, his name is Niche Cooks, and he just does, like, funny, like, you know, fun food and stuff like that, and he just does a funny narrative. Um, 
yeah, I've been watching some of his shows. I mean, not that I, I mean, it doesn't hurt to like see other techniques and do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, is he's it, a good one on Instagram. Are you trying uh, to do fried or but or shredded? Uh, I do. I did. I did the first time I did grilled, but the, I'm trying to do like a nice breaded, like a breaded yeah. one. Yeah, and then toss it in some sauce, and yeah, we're good to go. Cool. <laughs> hey, let me know how that goes, and you have to send me the recipe for that. I'll yeah, try for to, sure. I'm to recreate it. So, yeah, who's your sure. celebrity crush? Celebrity crush. Ooh, that's a tough one right now. Uh, let's go. Uh, hmm. That's a tough one. Who would I say is my celebrity crush? Damn. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I would say, sheesh. Let's, let's, who was your crush as a kid? That might help. Uh, man, if we're going to go way back in the day, I'm going to say I was a fan of, uh, I was a fan of Topanga. <laughs> she You're the nice second lips. <laughs> You're the person that has said that on, on a podcast. That's funny. That's you know, I kind of crushed, crushed on Stephanie Tanner, too, bro. Yeah. Yeah. From Full House. Hey, and then I found out she liked a party party. Oh, shit. Let's go. Nah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's, that's funny. I mean, th yeah, you're the second person that said that. Yeah. Yeah. I and thought you were going to say, I figured you would say Selena. I, man, I, I, I just kind of skipped over the what? fact that you said you've seen her. How many times have you seen her? Did you see man, her? I saw her probably like two times, two times I remember, wow. that I remember. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I saw her. Yeah, I remember the outfit. She was wearing black one time, but the, she wore like her little famous cow print outfit the second time I saw her. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. That's so what do you like to do outside of? you know, thrifting and vintage and, and all of that? Uh, I really like being outdoors, man, fishing, hunting. Um, yeah, I like to go, I really like digging arrowheads. Like I was, that, if, if you want to talk about like some stuff that I found, man, that's older than all these damn shirts I found is uh, some of these uh, arrowheads I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to find. And uh, where we lived at, where my grandpa uh, lived, uh, he used to work at this crazy, he had this big, you know, 270 acres and he would plow it and do all this and that. And he had a nice collection. And, you know, as we, he was getting older, I, I took care of him. Like I quit, I had a traveling sales job. I quit it to take care of my gramps. Cause like, he's, he's been there, bro. He's like my pops basically. Yeah. And, you know, I would take care of him. And then like, I'd have a, you know, he'd be, you know, just chilling. And like, I'd say, all right, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the river. I'm going to go dig for some arrowheads. Cause it was super close to where, he used to live before and man, I, I found some arrowheads, bro. Like just by my gramps telling me, he's like, man, go look at this field if you can. And now there's a whole fucking neighborhood complex on top of this fucking huge field I used to dig. And I couldn't, I, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't even imagine what those guys found digging, building the sewage, the plumbing and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. I've got, we've got a collection of arrowheads as well. Um, um, that we have, you know, here, and those those yeah. are I, I agree, man. That those are so like talk about cool and, and old and kind of you just can't even imagine the story that those tell. Exactly. That's the cool thing about it, and um, you know, you obviously you don't resell those or you can't. Um, yeah. 
but um, but but the idea of just having them and thinking of, of you know the story that they tell and all that it's amazing so yeah. but uh, well listen brother I appreciate you doing this again sure. it's been awesome um, I'll um, we'll, I'll stop the recording oh good listen uh, once I stop the recording or whatever we'll uh, we'll talk we'll talk after that but man I really do. I appreciate you doing this and uh, it's been awesome yeah. and uh, we'll talk later brother Cool, bro. Have a good night, bro. You too, man. So hope everybody enjoyed episode number 16 with my buddy Jason of Reminisce Vintage. If you're not following him on Instagram, it's at Reminisce Vintage. He does an awesome job of putting, you know, music, lifestyle, everything, incorporating it into his Instagram page with some crazy, crazy vintage pieces. So give him a follow for sure. I love Jason's PSA. It's very simple. Just treat others the way you want to be treated. We've talked about that on here in the past. It's something easy to do. Just treat others the way you want to be treated. So I hope everybody's doing well, happy and healthy, and somewhat getting back to normal. I know I am. We've got a lot of good guests coming up on the podcast here in the next few weeks. I'm super excited about it. We've got some new series we're going to be doing, some live shop drops and some other things now that we can kind of get back out in public. So tell your friends about it. Follow us and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Follow us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well. Leave us a review. Just send us a DM on Instagram. Let us know if you like it or if you don't. So I hope everybody's doing well, and I'll see you next week. Every time you do-